welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Alright guys, come up on this episode, we have a review of Ingrid Goes West. We'll be talking some other stuff we watch in theaters. Got a topic for you guys, and I believe the topic is... It's a bit related to Ingrid Goes West, a little bit specifically. But the social media aspect in the film. And the topic is, uh, if social media existed in this in a film... It would have solved the plot. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know how to word it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's, hard. So it's, it's a witty, tricky uh, topic. Harvey, you want to explain it? Watch it. This was your selection. So was your selection. Uh, that's why. Briefest. I don't know. The movie that we're reviewing this week, uh, Ingrid Goes West, is based around. Uh, it's built around social media. So I thought about like, what if social media was like integrated into like uh, movies that were created pre-social media and how that would affect the plot. So, you know, it's just kind of movies that would be kind of ruined or mm-hmm. fixed within, like, the first 15 minutes by social media. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Sounds cool. If you guys noticed, uh, yeah, Steve's missing. We don't know where he is. The last time I saw him, he was at the bar a couple yeah, days ago. We actually filed a missing persons report because, um, yeah, we just haven't seen him in m- multiple days and we're getting kind of worried. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, he's a grown man, so I think, you know, whatever yeah. happens, happens. I made a Facebook page for him. In memory of? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it live? Just <laughs> you just assume he's dead? Is it live, or are yeah. you just waiting for... I figure if he hasn't reached out to us, why reach out to him? Oh. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, um, how was everybody's week? Shomo? Uh, it's pretty good. It's um, been a long week. We're recording a little bit late. Yeah, not only are we re- recording late, we, we picked a, an older movie in theaters. So I, I believe me and Sean went and saw this movie. Um, so it's just getting more old and rotten. Yeah, the, yeah, a week yeah. ago. It's still in theaters though. So yeah, it's still in theaters. Um, and we're in New York, so everything is usually here first, mm-hmm. as opposed to other places in the country. Week was good. Did some stuffs. Um, did I talk about Montauk already? Yeah. Most of yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lapse in two <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do much. I uh, just worked a lot. Um, I saw that we went to a party. Yeah, we went to a, a going away. Or no, sorry. A housewarming <laughs> Who's party. Who's going away, Steve? No. <laughs> yeah, Steve's going away. I think that was the last time I saw Steve. Yeah. Did he go, did he go home that day? Or? <laughs> I don't know what happened to Steve. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, not much going on. Um, if I have to bring anything to the, uh, the, the show here, Mm -hmm. I think I'll just talk about a little thing I discovered that I've been kind of addicted to lately. Movie pass? No. Drugs? Movie pass is already full in full effect used four times. So Um, mine's, uh, apparently coming this week. Just, just wait for it, man. It's going to be the greatest thing ever blessed your, your your little heart. I'll give it a shot. Uh, so I'm on this other thing called, uh, so... Letterbox is cool, but it gets, you know, kind of boring sometimes. Not much to do on there if you're not seeing a lot of movies. You don't have friends like me on there. Um, I, I found this. I can't remember. I heard about it on, like, another podcast or or on the Internet. I can't remember, but it's called taste.io. Um, that, that's the URL. There's no app. It's in the works right now. But it's called taste.io. Uh, if you're into movies, I, d- I definitely check it out. It's almost like Tinder for movies. Um, basically, you just go through and rate every movie ever made. <laughs> uh, so it'll have like four ratings. It'll have awful, meh, good, and amazing. Or you can say, I haven't seen it. And it just kind of filters through what how you feel about certain movies. And, uh, and it recommends stuff based on 
what you like and uh it classifies the recommendations like stuff for on netflix comedies 90s movies classics they think you'll you'll really enjoy gives you a rating like a 90 80 or whatever mm-hmm. of how much you'll like it so basically it's giving you suggestions yeah it's like you know how netflix tries to do an algorithm but like it's not accurate at all Sometimes it is for me. As of lately, it's been pretty shit. Here's a movie we think you'll like. I'd be like, bro, I seen that shit. Yeah. It was garbage. <laughs> uh-huh. It does that for me, too. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, like, no, but this one's super, super accurate. Um, like, really? Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I know you told told me about it last week, but I just didn't have time to type in the words. Sure. I'll give it a shot. Type in those eight words. Yeah. Those eight characters. It's really cool. Unfortunately, I think they're like trying to raise money. Um so it 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 will recommend you like a certain amount of movies, uh, and it's pretty good. It will recommend you like the top twenty movies it, it thinks of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to break it down to like extremely finite like search engine, you have to pay money, which I did. How much? <laughs> Ten dollars a year. Oh, that's not bad. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. It's fun. I got it to the point where I where I go through the rate movies uh, mm-hmm. thing. It's like Tinder. You just keep swiping or whatever. And I have no more movies. Like every movie I go through, I haven't seen. So far, I've rated like eight, eight hundred something movies. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot. Like right now, it's uh, it's recommending highly Only Lovers Left Alive, which I haven't seen. It's pretty accurate. You, right. I'd probably like that movie, right? Yeah, it's in my top ten of all time. Um, it's recommending uh, Amores Peros at a ninety six. Uh. It keeps recommending me uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which I've really wanted to see for a while. That's good. I saw that last year. Um, it's pretty accurate. You go on Netflix, it recommends me stuff. That I'll, and I like. I don't doubt that I'll like these movies. All those I actually really like. All the three names you just met, mentioned. Really yeah. So what I'm saying is uh, I read a little bit about it. It's it's It was like made in, in response to how bad every other algorithm is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a good algorithm. And I think it works pretty well. Check it out. Cool. Anything That's else? All I got this week. You didn't though. do anything yesterday. You worked. Just working, trying mm-hmm. to dig myself out of a, a slump. You know. Right. Always, always trying to dig out of that slump. Like an emotional slump or like a financial slump. Uh, not emotional. Sometimes financial, but um, that's just a given. But like, mostly like a creative slump. Like oh. trying to work on stuff. Cool. All right. So good luck with that slump, um, <laughs> Harvey. What about you? Digging yourself out of anything these days? Um. I don't think I'm digging myself out of anything. I think I'm just, I've accepted my place in that hole. Okay. And I'm just getting ready. What if I reached in my, reached in in and put my hand out? Would you grab it? I'd pull you probably down with me. Okay. If I'm honest. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) I think it's been a pretty chill week for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, Letterboxd finally came out with their um, Android uh, companion app. Yeah. I saw they released that uh, earlier last week. So. How was it? It's, um, after two years of waiting, it's pretty fucking trash, if I'm honest. It's still <laughs> trashy on the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of it on the iPhone either. Yeah, that's a big part of the reason why, like, I gave up on it a while, because, uh... It, yeah, it didn't using, have an app. Yeah, and, like, yeah, using that's it... that's why I stopped my, using it. Yeah, using it in my browser was just, it was, like, really clunky and just a shitty experience. But, I don't know, I think the, <laughs> the browser might be better than the app they re- released for Android. It, you can't do much on it, um... You can just uh, you can review and stuff, but there's like a lot of features that that uh, it's lacking that you can do on the desktop uh, mm-hmm. experience. Um, but other than that, I've been had a pretty chill week. 
Yeah. So you partied this weekend? Um, I think I partied a medium amount. I partied a bit less than you did. You guys did. I didn't party that hard. Well, Shomo did. Shomo did a uh, a lot of a uh, Nagori. A lot of Super Smash Bros. <laughs> I did a lot of a lot of things. Um, not just Nagori. And that I think that's very why strange. he kept showing me his um, Fitbit because his heart rate was like at one thirty the entire time or something. because yeah. <laughs> I was playing people in Smash and I was very competitive. Hmm. Wow, I played one game and it was over for me. I lost to Steve and I was like, I'm not gonna beat anybody else here. Yeah, great game. Kind of how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, same here with me. I went to that party with you guys. Pretty chill. Um, sat Sunday. I literally stayed in the house all day. It was kind of cool actually. Everyone around me has been getting sick. Everybody at work. My chill. girlfriend's sick. What about you guys? Yeah, I got sick too. That one day I came over to your house. No, I'm I good. Was oh, yeah. sick that day. I'm good. You were sick that day or before or after? I had came from the doctor and I went to your place. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah, Emily was just sick as a dog. Brutal. Yes, but uh, you know I'm Guyanese. We don't really get sick like that. Um, but yeah, did you guys know about the storm in Florida? Are you guys aware of this? Yeah, there's a storm. Yeah, we're based out of New York, so it's not important. Wow. Look at me. I just took a jab at all my Florida I just thought it was crazy. Apparently, it's supposed to be the biggest one since Andrew. You guys know about Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe the hype, though. Really? Well, I don't know. I was there right before I moved here. We had a huge scare, and it, like, didn't even Because this is pre-storm podcast, so we don't know what's going to happen, so we might be able to say some good stuff here. To the people in Florida, some good stuff. Like what? What do you like, mean? I, don't know. I will remember. I remember, I remember you. The, the, the was it the fall before you moved? There was supposed to be a big one. Yeah, and last I offered you my help. Remember on Facebook? Yeah, I mean it was it was just like this. The, I went to the grocery store. The place, everything was fucked. Um, it like brushed against us. I saw so the, one the of real the real fact of the matter is they they don't know where it's going. Nobody ever right. knows. But I mean, apparently, it's it's already a Category Five. Which is strange. It'll be four after it destroys Jamaica and Cuba. Mm. Is Haiti done yet? Or? Well, it'll probably pass over Haiti, too. Mm. I don't know. It's crazy. That'd be kind of cool if it came here, right? I was saying that I would prefer, I would like take the bullet for yeah. Florida because, like, Everything's I live, concrete I live on the fourth floor. I really don't care. I mean, what's going to happen? You'd be the first to go. Well, no, because if my building's brand new and it's attached oh, yeah. to two other buildings, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know it's funny. I lived in Florida for ten years. Uh, didn't experience one hurricane. You moved. You probably moved here like a year after the big one, yeah, and then moved out after. before this one. <laughs> so you like you got and scathed to by these, uh, people in Florida. Always talk about hurricane parties. I mean, never went to one. It is a magical experience. And I saw photos of people uh, before I got there kayaking in the floods. Yeah, it's it's fun times. Me yeah. and my brother went boogie boarding in the streets. You can't be safe. It's great. <laughs> But all right, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully it goes all right. My dad said he was putting up shutters today by himself. Sounds like a bitch. I just it? talked to my mom. She's like, "Eh, I'll wait till Friday to see what all the <laughs> hype's about." I think my dad's putting up his today. Um, my parents have been through yeah, this so pretty, much. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty quick. I'd wait until like maybe the <laughs> yeah, day before. Yeah, dude, I was pissed because I did. Yeah. My parents went out of town for the last hurricane, mm-hmm. and I I had to go over to their house and board them all up with just me and like my friend. And uh, it was all for nothing. I think one year, when we, uh, I think it was like 2012 when we thought we were going to have a big one, but it came, it passed and went to like South Carolina or something. My dad asked yeah. me to put up some shutters in the back of our house. Then I, I was like, fuck that. So I pretended to cut myself on one of them. <laughs> oh my God. And he Wait, did you me, actually like. I think I scraped myself and I made purposely? it seem pretty big. Yeah. And oh, he let Jesus me go. Jesus Christ. Gonna, Cla- classic lawnmower situation. I'm going to send him in this podcast. I have, I have a oh backstory. Um, 
My dad would always try to like get me to mow the lawn. So it always put the the gas in the oil section and it would blow up, like actually blow up. Oh god. So I, I did mean, it you, twice. You are the epitome of a scumbag. Yeah, I was very, <laughs> very lazy back then. I'm not so much lazy now though. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But anyways, let's talk about some movies. Oh, speaking of movies, um me me and you did something over the week, but that may come up in reviews. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hopefully, um, I have good things to say. I know you're excited to bring me over there. And yeah, I just I just wanted someone to go with because I wanted to go to a Q and A. Okay, cool. We went to a I, so I did rate everything on Letterbox already. So don't go on Letterbox. Really, yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. No. Even Ingrid Goes West I already rated. Okay. Did you? No, I didn't. I don't do that. I'm not oh. a cheater. I don't know. It was getting late. I was, you know, what? I'm gonna rate this shit before I forget it. But um, yeah. So I lost the game last week. I had to watch Summer Hours, and I watched it uh, Sunday. I uh, watched it and woke up early. It was not free. I had to pay for it. I think it was a little bit pricey. I think I paid seven dollars for it on Amazon. Really? Because I was expecting to pay, you know, three ninety nine or two ninety nine as usual. That's too much. Yeah, but uh, I was actually this is one of the first movies I was very excited to watch out of the game. Usually with the game, you're like, Ugh, yeah, okay, I guess I'll watch, watch something. Shit. Yeah. But, Except Harvey, he got <laughs> real excited for American Honey. <laughs> I feel like he was the most disappointed when he had to pick, he had to watch that movie. I was actually pretty upset. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I watched Summer Hours. Um, surprisingly enough, I didn't know anything about this movie. It turns out the director uh, Oliver, how do you say his name? Uh, Sias. Uh, he did one of my favorite movies of the year so far. He did. Uh, he made a uh, Personal Shopper. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, right. and funny enough, he uh, casted um, Edith Scob, who plays the mother, yeah. the grandmother in the movie, and she was in Things to Come. Oh, yeah. which is uh, what I saw earlier in the year, too. It's one of my favorites of the year so far. And uh, Edith Scubb, in this movie, she plays a grandmother who eventually passes away. Who signed this to you? Harvey. Oh, okay. And uh, she also plays a mother in Things to Come who passes away. It's crazy, right? Different director yeah, as well. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Things It's all to a big yet. fuck yeah. fest, you know. Think, if you like Summer Hours, you would love Things to oh, Come. Yeah. But uh, right off the bat, I love this movie. All right, I rated it on Letterboxd already because I was so moved by it, a four and a half. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. This movie was right up my alley. Uh, you know, I love French movies. I love stories about family. And I just love movies that takes place in the suburbs of a country that I've never been. I don't know why. I've always been fascinated by that that atmosphere. And this movie, basically, if you don't know it, most of you probably haven't heard of it. It's called Summer Hours. And it stars uh, Charles Barlin and Julia Binoche and Jeremy Renner. <laughs> the French Jeremy Renner. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's not Jeremy Renner? No, it's, it's not Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> White dude. Oh, wait a minute. Irish. I remember seeing him here. That's funny. But uh, yeah, so basically this movie, it's a little bit complicated to describe, but in short, it's really about a family who is experienced in the loss of the head of the family, which is the grandmother, their or, sorry, their mother, grandmother to their children. It's three generations in this movie, and this movie does a good job of presenting all, every generation's story in this film. And the core of this movie, it's about the grandmother passing away and leaving behind this estate for her kids, her three her three uh, kids, two brothers and the, the sister who's played by Julia Binoche. And they have to make a choice whether they should sell the house or should they keep it in their their family forever, basically. And at one point in the movie, right after the mother passes away, they have to take a vote. And eventually they all vote to sell the house because they're all leaving different lives now. Uh, 
Juliet, she's living in New York. The other brother, he's living in Shanghai. And the only one that's living in in uh, Paris is uh, Charles. And he's the one who wants to keep the house. But the other two, since they have no attachment to it anymore, they want to sell it. And in the house, there's valuable pieces from history. Art pieces, there's uh, furniture that's worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And basically, they want to get rid of the stuff so they can profit from it. Whereas Charles, he wants to keep it in the family. He wants to keep it for his sons. He wants to keep it for his nephews and so on. Because this house, this estate's been in their family since the 20s or 1800s. I think that's how far it goes back. So he's given this task as to auction off everything, make sure everything's in order. And that's what the story is about. The story doesn't deviate too much into their personal lives. The story is sentimental in the way it tells the story, in the way it tells about things that are in the house. And letting go of all these sentimental values that they hold. Like, for example, there's a armoire that's been in the family since the 1800s that's worth like almost like $100,000. And they have to get rid of it, but they have so so much memories with this stuff. And just with the house in general, that they don't know. It's like they're losing their mother and also the house. And it's pretty sad to see them cry over two things as it's the same. And really, for me, this movie it was kind of personal because it presents an idea of like when, especially with the kids, the, the grandkids, their side of the story, it presents an idea of when we were all young and we'd all have all these family reunions. And that doesn't really exist anymore. I'm sure you guys have had like uh, reunions or just family meetings in general with just a bunch of you just in a park somewhere and everyone was together. But uh, as you get older, that stuff dies away. Everyone goes their separate ways, but you remember it and you're nostalgic in a way. I don't know about you, Shomar. You're white. You guys don't really do this stuff. <laughs> no. But what about you, Harvey? Yeah. You have great family get-togethers, right? People come from different states just to hang out, yeah. go to parks, barbecue. Un- unheard of in the white. Exactly. Like- <laughs> So when I was trying to relate to you guys with this, I was excluding you from my thoughts. Yeah, sorry. I, I get it. I I I I see it. Yeah, but that's that's what this film is really about. It's about this family who have this estate in their lineage from the early 1900s, and they have to let it go. And it's this is one of the things that's been holding them together for the last few years of their lives because all the kids they're leading different lives, they're living in different places, and it's sad because. There's a scene to one of my favorite segments of the movie. There's a scene in, in the end with the kid. It's it's one of the only times in the movie where they go into the the grandchildren's side of the story, and they're having this huge going away party, and it's just the kids and like high school kids smoking drugs, drinking, and just running around the estate, going in the the pond and swimming. And the granddaughter, she's telling her boyfriend that she has a memory of her grandmother and them two picking this. Uh, fruit i think it was cherries and uh she talk and she starts to cry it's it's pretty um it's pretty sad everyone in this in this movie is pretty well at captivating that mood and this very ethereal way of dialogue that they speak but yeah i love this movie a lot uh, it's if it if it didn't come out uh, i'd say it's one of my favorite movies of the year that i've watched that wasn't released um don't have much else to say did you like this movie harvey of course, I like the movie. That's why okay. I signed it to you. Well, you didn't tell me that you like it. You just told me you wanted me. To, you think I'd like it? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I love that movie. It's um, that actually came. It came out like our senior year of high school. I had but, never seen it. Yeah, but I didn't watch it until I think I watched it late last year, maybe. 
or mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was like late last year. But yeah, even though they are white and French, I don't know. It it made me like <laughs> you can relate in a way. Yeah, it made me wait like, a second. I thought white people they're do they're that like stuff. super. Well, they're, they're, they're really French, wealthy though. as yeah. well too. Yeah. But the idea of the, the way that they captured yeah. the family aspect of them getting together and it's chaotic, the way they it's shot as well, it's almost like somebody's in the room yeah. being I'll a creep. Ju- just, I'll just say, you know, wealthy white people do do that. They get together and yeah. come from out of state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. You're, you're somewhere in the middle where you guys don't do this. We're too busy. Yeah, you're all enemies in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enemies. <laughs> oh, we don't talk. I think you told anymore. me this one time. That's why. Uh but yeah, the, it's it's shot it, it, almost exactly the way things to come is shot. As like I said before, it's like somebody in the room spectating, almost like a creep, in like behind shaky the walls. Cam? Not just much shaky cam. The way they they oh, shift. I like the I like shaky cam. Yeah, they're shaky cam. But I'm talking about more so the way they shift from a person speaking to another person speaking, as if you were yeah, turning like your a head in a room. and just yeah. like walking around in the room. Oh, I see. I like that scene. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's a lot like um, Squid and the Whale. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. what I compare it to. But yeah, movie's great. You guys should check it out. I believe it's on Amazon for seven dollars. I'll have to see what uh, would taste that IO says I'd like it. I don't know. Maybe I'd probably say I'd like it. I wonder if there's a way I can look that up. But anyways, yeah. In that app, can you do do you specific uh, genres? Like if if you porn? buy if you pay the ten dollars, you can like you can do very finite. Oh, okay. Searches like horror. Decade by the by the genre, decade, uh, pace, like everything. Right. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like the movie a lot. I actually, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. I love stories like this. I don't I don't get a lot of stories like this in American cinema, to be honest. Wait, what's the title again? Summer Hours. Summer, Summer Hours. Mm-hmm. You gave it a four and a half. Or it's a uh, Lost Summer Hours. No, no, that's not. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, Leo de te, de te. Leor de yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I like created. Um, I know because I, I got tired of having not having uh, movies like in, on the off chance that I I win, which is very rare. So I like created kind of like a personalized list of movies for each of you that I think you haven't seen that I think you'd like. I I kind of have one of those too, but it's very dried up at this point. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. All right. I guess we will move on. I gave it a four and a half. If anybody's wondering. What about you, Shamo? Anything you want to speak of? Uh, yeah. Um, I only saw two movies this week. None of them were at home. They were both in theaters. Uh, one of them I talked about last week. It was a Q&A with, for Gook I went to. Mm-hmm. It was a Q&A. I just was interested in, in going to a Q&A. So I invited Sean. Maybe he'll talk about that later. Um, saw another movie. It was called Patty Cakes. You guys remember me talking about the patty cakes? I yeah. think I drove by today the section of uh, Brooklyn or Queens or Ridgewood where they took the cover. This is all in New move? Jersey. It's Jersey? Yeah, it's all like oh, Jersey. okay. I thought it was Ridgewood. Like New York Because is there's like... a shot. There's like a part of Ridgewood where you can see the city the way she is in the car or whatever. In the. I mean, unless they like took it there for aesthetic. But I don't um it takes place in Jersey, and and they kind of talk about New York being this entity across the river that is like not, mm-hmm. they're they're not there yet. They're not right allowed to. From what yeah. I've been told, I heard Jersey's pretty cool. Um, sure, but not based off this movie. Oh, okay. All right, real quick, patty cakes. Right? I was very excited about it. 
It's uh, written and directed by Jeremy Jasper, starring Daniel McDonald, Bridget Everett, uh, Siddharth Dahan. Uh, I'm sorry, he's Indian, Indian guy. He reminds Don't worry about me. It. He reminds me a lot of an Indian guy I know in Florida who's really, really good guy. Like he looks exactly like him. It's not racist, is it? A little bit, yeah. I mean, no, he really looks like him. Um, like you look like your baby pictures look like the kid in line. Mm-hmm. All right, it's getting worse. Patty Cakes, uh, I'm going to read the synopsis for you. It's centered on uh, aspiring rapper Patricia Dombrowski, a.k.a. Killapee, a.k.a. Patty Cakes, who is fighting an unlikely quest for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. Um, I saw the trailer for this, and I was actually quite impressed. I love the trailer. I thought uh, it was going to be this great, um, like, kind of indie comedy but with like a darker theme to it like almost like themes of like precious or something sudart dadanje yeah there you go yeah um i really thought it wasn't going to be the way it is it's not necessarily a bad thing but this movie took me for a loop a little bit it actually is a very simply formulaic comedy almost like a super bad type comedy um which is good it's good but not what, quite what i was expecting from the trailer um, right off the bat, American Honey uh, Syndrome happened uh, towards the beginning. She's driving in a car around downtrodden New Jersey, listening what, to what Bruce. What car is it? Some fucking piece of shit like Buick from mm-hmm. the 80s. I don't know. I'm not sure. She, obviously, she's poor because of her car. Um, because it's the year 2017, she drives that car. Uh, she drives around Jersey towards the beginning of the film. Uh, to a Bruce Springsteen song and I start elevating in the theater in, in glory. I'm like, oh my God. Finally, another movie made for me this year. Uh, I don't think that theme held out through the entire movie. Um, that was a great scene though. But overall, this is a really good movie. Um, I think I wanted it to be a little bit more emotionally uh relatable um it is kind of silly at times uh it's sweet though it's, it's a it's a movie about chasing your dreams kind of in a weird quirky kind of way uh i thought it was going to be more of like um inspiring as far as like emotions go like i thought there was going to be more hardships um things like that but but it's pretty lighthearted for the most part uh i don't think you can go wrong if this comes on netflix it's, it's really good um, basically Patty Cakes, she's, a she, uh, she kind of runs this music duo with her Indian friend and like, he's a pharmacist and she's a server and she's just getting into the catering business. Like, like she has to work on her feet for 10 hours and like, there's a, lot, a few fat jokes thrown in there. Not, not over the top, heavy handed fat jokes, but, um, I thought it was going to be more like precious or something like you're a fat bitch. Nobody cares about you, you know, like stuff like that. Um, aside from everyone in town calling her Dumbo, <laughs> I guess that's pretty bad because <laughs> her last name's Dumbrowski. Um, and her mom is like an alcoholic ex singer. And there's, there's a lot of layers to it, I think. Um, and she's like, looks up to this local New Jersey rapper. Who's like, it's like the P Diddy of New Jersey. I don't know. I don't know how to explain him, but, um, it's a sweet movie. Um, it, it's funny. It's pretty funny at times. There's a really good scene towards the beginning where she gets like into a rap battle in a gas station parking lot. It's pretty good. Um, 
she kind of has a love interest with this black guy who's an anarchist and he has like a one like white contact in and he uh, he plays like experimental noise music and they kind of convince him to uh to join their musical endeavors and, and it's really like a story of friendship um you know chasing your dreams a little bit of love in there and, and family value so formulaic a little bit a little bit of everything is he talking to me I don't know. Don't worry about this <laughs> model of life. Um, but yeah, I I would say check it out. I I was way more excited for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got a star rating for this bitch? Yeah, I'd probably go with three and a half. Okay. It's 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 good. It's is it's it long? Simple. How long are we talking oh, it's here? Like an hour forty or something. Hour forty five. Where'd you see it? Well, Williamsburg I heard there's some kind of drama going on there. Wait, what are we talking about? About how you... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, it's fucking Nighthawk, dude. I just... I don't know. I don't, I, I'm I'm not sold on that theater, man. First of all, I don't like the sounds of silverware hitting plates while I'm watching movies. That really annoyed me last time. Well, they really only do that for brunch. No, I was there for fucking 7 o'clock. People really? were eating cheeseburgers and fucking... Yeah. Um, I love Nighthawk. I love Nighthawk, too. I don't understand. And I went there at 6 o'clock for a 710 movie to buy my ticket with my movie pass. Sold out. I'm, I'm going to say it, though, real quick. I think my favorite theater in New York is Landmark. I like that theater, too. I would say that much better. Popcorn's amazing there. Much better than a fucking Nighthawk. Night, it's just... Nighthawk is just one of those places where everyone goes, and I just like to be um, ahead of the, the curve and not be like everyone else. <laughs> Nighthawk is different. It's kind of like a niche uh, theater. Like, I it goes against everything I know. I I'm romantic about seeing movies and fucking big cineplexes and stuff like that because that's how I grew up. You know. I mean, I grew up the same way, but I don't know. Especially if you go like when nobody's there, it's my my favorite. Yeah, because it reminds me when I used to skip school and see movies at ten or eleven a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I like that, but I still like the idea of being able to like eat eggs uh, Benedict while I'm watching a movie. That I don't like, I like eating. Yeah. That's entertaining. I don't, I don't like eating. I like in the side delicious. of olives with my um, Narragansett. I don't like my servers coming in and ducking because I I don't know what it is. I just get distracted easily. I just watch them while they duck and walk. And my eyes go off the screen. Hmm, it depends on who you get as a server. They all. What are you talking about? They all do that. <laughs> I, I know. That's them. part of their job. Hmm. They have to come in, duck, and walk. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, it just, shit, huh? Dude, it just annoys me. That's why I like AMC. Kips Bay has a screen the size of a fucking right, se- like three semi trucks, and nobody ever goes in there. So you probably wouldn't like the drive-in. Oh no, I'm not a. I didn't grow up with drive-in. Never been to one actually. But yeah, yeah, patty cakes. So you like it, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't rush to the theater, but uh, if, once it comes on Netflix, see it because it's a nice little indie film made, okay. made around here. Sweet. Got anything else? No, I just saw Gook with you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Harvey, what you got? Um, I know you got some. Yeah. I have saw, I believe, at least two movies. Um. Yeah, that, from what I can remember, I mean, it's been kind of a long week because it's like recording late, but I saw a Death Note. I don't really want to, I'm not going to talk about Death Note really, but. Yeah, don't um, give it any attention. I heard your party review of it. My party review? Yeah. 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 The inside of the party. Certified horseshit? What was it? Yeah, it's here? definitely certified horseshit. horseshit. It's, um, 
I can't fathom why they made this movie. Did you watch Death Note? Have What's you up? ever watched Death like No, anime? I don't know anything about Death Note. Oh, um, you, then you'll hate it even more because Death Note's the biggest surprise I've ever watched in my life. Because I thought it was... Yeah, a, you, you said this last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should check out Death Note, though. It's one of the greatest series series I've ever seen. Yeah. Not only mm-hmm. just animated. Okay. Yeah, the movie definitely has a ton of issues. Like, um, It's just completely ridiculous. The, the main character is just... The most annoying guy in the world. He has like no Wait, where's redeeming that, qualities. Where's that, where's that kid from? Um, Was he the guy in Palo Alto? Or am I thinking of something else? He's the crazy guy who's driving on the opposite yeah, side of the road. Yeah, that was him. Just, yeah, and he's like repeating like just oh, okay. let go or some shit like that or let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, his character in that is just written terribly. He has no How do you feel about qualities him? And he's unlikable. I knew for a minute, like right, right then and there during Death Note, that I had to turn it off when he, um, I, when he first meets the the Death God, and he's and like he's screaming, he's like start screaming. That shit is like, but then ten seconds later, he's like completely cool with it. But just the it screaming alone sense. is like, it was like who direct? What director said yeah. scream like um, this? It's it was directed by um, what's his name, Wingard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's who's a good director? I thought up until Blair Witch. You thought that paycheck? Yeah, I, I don't know. I love the guess. There's um that paycheck. Yeah, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of shit. I watch a lot of B movies. And your next was good. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, your next was good. Um, so it takes a lot for me to like want to turn a movie off, and I had to force my way through this movie. Like, I wanted to turn it off within the first ten minutes, but yeah, I, I just forced never. myself through. I it. usually never turn a movie yeah. off. Me neither. It took but, so uh, much. I actually did turn this one off. Yeah, it's it's really fucking bad. So did you watch this with open eyes, or did were you doing other shit? While yeah, I, no, I focused pretty much like ninety percent of my attention on that movie. Mm, okay, it was complete trash. You weren't on the shitter. Yeah. Really. So yeah, <laughs> movie that I'd like to talk about is uh. Poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> Poetic justice. No, Poetic I would justice. like to talk about that, but I haven't seen it recently. Maybe next week. It's a uh, endless poetry. It's the newest. Uh, Tupac Shakur movie. Wait, what? Oh, it's, it's the oh newest yeah, oh, Tupac no, 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 no. Shakur movie. I wish. Juice too. It's the newest uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky movie. Uh, endless poetry. Mm. I've oh. seen Holy Mountain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were a good buddy, Narish. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Narish would be into uh, Yodorovsky. I'm not uh, crazy about him. Oh really? Not really. You didn't like Holy Mountain? No, not at all. Why? Dude, when I first saw that movie, I like went on a hate spree. A hate spree. I did not like that movie. Uh, I thought it was up my alley too. Really? When I first saw it. I haven't seen it. The only film I've seen of his is a uh, Santa Sangre, which I really liked. Um, is that the one where it's like my father something? The, this one's about a boy and his mother. Um, mm. She like loses her arms, so oh, he no. like becomes her arms. Something, and something else, like, something is hungry. They're hungry. Oh yeah. Well, I guess I'll read the uh, IMDb synopsis for this, maybe. Oh shit! It's long as fuck. This is like the longest IMDb. Those synopsis. are like the the bad <laughs> like uh, peer written ones where they just like ramble. No, I think sometimes they this do. This one's that. not a. This is like low slow films. This shit's long as hell. Just give give your own synopsis. I mean, I just want to kind of read this so you guys can see how long it is. <sighs> no. Please. She said. 
through Alejandro Yodorovsky's autobiography, autobiographical lens, Endless Poetry narrates the years of the Chilean artist's youth during which he liberated from all of his form. Uh, I'm not reading all this shit. It's I have, long I have a fuck. shorter. Dude, look how long it is. I have a shorter synopsis. I can read it for you if you like. Fuck it. I'll just talk about the movie. Let me just read this real quick. Uh, an 87-year-old auteur director recounts his young adulthood. says 87 here. His young adulthood in a bohemian Santiago de Chile and his breakthrough as a poet. That's not, that's not bad. It kind of sounds like, uh, have you ever seen, um, beautiful, um, what the fuck's it called? Uh, is it beautiful or, like, oh, The Great Beauty. Have you ever seen that? It's about the same thing about this guy who's like a, a one lone publisher and he's about to retire and it counts oh. like his like life up until there. No. Anyways, um, so yeah, I really, really love this movie. I've never been like a Yodorovsky fanboy or anything. There's some people that like love his fucking work. I guess like Naresh is probably one of those people. I would think it was more so his brother. Oh, yeah. That, that makes even more sense, actually. Um, I can see that. But yeah, so I like Sangre. I don't love it, but I absolutely fucking love this movie. I saw it at uh, Syndicated. And um, yeah, initially when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be like a... It looks pretty pretentious and like very like high, very like highbrow shit, which I mean it is, but you can kind of forgive that because the movie is just so great, or at least I thought so. Like he creates this like vivid fucking vision of like the 1940s and 50s in Chile as he remembers his youth, and um, yeah, you can like see him growing up in like this very bleak house and moving to like this like wonder filled fucking circus of like uh fellow creatives and like his vision of um chile in that time it's it's so fucking surreal and and um and incredible like the group that he's with like uh, his group of uh friends that uh, you could really see how like he and his friends like juxtapose against like the um kind of I don't know, like almost like monochromatic setting of Chile at the time. Like they're just these fucking wild animals raging around the city. And um, yeah, the city's just like very boring and like very uniform. Um, but the really cool part is like seeing like the autobiographical like elements of the story and like seeing him grow up with his family. His father is very critical and he's like very traditional, very traditional. And he, um, I don't know. I've like heard stories about like uh, fathers from that time that don't really show, like show affection and shit. That's like not a thing that fathers do these days, I guess, because shit's different. But his father is like that typical like hard ass that doesn't show him love, and he's like calling him gay and a faggot because he wants to uh, he wants to write poetry. He wants his son to be a doctor, which uh, Alejandro does not want to do at all. He just wants to write poetry, and he's very emotional. Um, but it's really cool seeing like the surreal elements even popping up even like within his family. Like his mom, she just sing, she sings all of her dialogue in uh, like this high uh, soprano voice the entire time. But no one like even talks about it. It's just like they accept it as fucking like she's. It's not a musical. No, it's not a musical. But his mom <laughs> just sings all of her di- all of her dialogue. It's it's pretty fucking funny. Um, Sweet. Yeah, but like. I don't know, at its core, it's like a coming-of-age tale about a young man and, like, his freeing, like, his break away from his uh, family and, like, uh, 
that formation into being a great artist. Um, after like he goes, after he like breaks away from his family, he surrounds himself with like that bohemian troupe of artists that like kind of nurture and fuel his creativity. Um, yeah, it just there's so many ridiculous and hilarious moments in this movie that I really enjoy. Like he meets a fellow poet, and they're um, like kind of equally removed of like love and like the like that familial. I don't know, fucking bondage, I guess, that artists feel like they're uh, uh, trapped in when they're um, living with their parents. And, like, they just wreak havoc on the city and, like, have these, uh, like, uh, poetry readings um, as, like, as like a duo. And they just, like, throw raw meat and fucking eggs at people and shit. Um, but, yeah, like, everything in this movie, like, blurs the line between, like, dream and reality and um i don't know like the surrealism kind of like really bends and twists like the memories that he's like calling forth because like the actual the director yodorovsky like shows up during the movie and he like brings you up the pace and he um like presents these memories for you and um as he like retells these like uh autobiographical like stories they're like completely surreal and um kind of devoid of anything like you would recognize as being reality but they kind of retain like the emotions and a fit and feelings associated with them which i really which i really thought was i don't know how the fuck he did that like like there's so much absurd shit that happens in this movie but yet you still manage to feel for this character and you feel for the situations that he's in and um his relationships with his parents and like his first love and the the friendships um yeah this movie is it's really great and it does like a really good job of like highlighting like those formative years and it kind of like puts a lens on like an artist and like that moment or like that time that um he becomes like a socially freed and like becomes like a i guess a true artist whatever that's whatever that's like but um i feel like this movie does a great job of depicting that and mm-hmm. i really fucking love this movie i'm willing to Keeper. give this movie a chance i might go see it i, I, I like highly recommend it really I, I haven't seen holy mountain so i don't know how this i would feel about very, it very very different from holy mountain I, dude, this looks a little bit more narrative driven I would say. I love this movie. Um, I would highly recommend it to just about anybody. No, uh, we can't say that. Just about anybody I know I would recommend to. Oh. Like, the general public, no. They're they're not going to like this. But. And and me, right? You probably I mean, recommend it to I don't me. know. <laughs> I mean, I think you would like it. To be honest, I think you would appreciate it at least Damn, for what it I is. I sound like a mouth breather, don't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it a four out of five. Oh, sweet. That's, that's too high. Okay, cool. All right. Anything else? Oh, so you got Death Note. Did you give Death Note a star rating? I think I gave it a one on Letterbox. God damn. God damn. A one, eh? I mean, I wanted to give it a half if I'm being truthful, but mm-hmm. I just Don't gave it a back. one. Okay. Well, I feel we... like I was being petty and I wanted to give it a half. <laughs> before before we move I've on. I've happily given movies a half star. Yeah. King Arthur, did I give that a half star? No, I didn't. I don't, I don't know. know. But um, actually, uh, I don't want to talk too much about movies. Actually, let's talk about something else. What? Um, 
I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I say that because I, I watched it all, quite a few movies this week. Let's give you the names. Yeah. I watched Gold. Have you guys seen Gold? No. Matthew McConaughey. The movie's about him gaining 100 pounds, losing his hair. That's, that's not what, what it's about? That's not what it's <laughs> about. That's what he did for the role. It's a typical vibe. Pounds. Something like that. I think it's all beer, gut, meat that he gained. Sure. And uh, they shaved this out to make him look like an old white man from like Texas or something like that. Star rating? He is an old white man from Texas. Yeah. Um, star rating? What to be announced? Me? Oh, no. I actually rated it. I gave it... Um, what is it actually about? I gave it a three. Uh, typical biopic. Nothing too... Of who? <laughs> huh? Of who? What do you mean? Biopic of who? It's a biopic of... What's this guy's name? I don't think they even use his real name. Oh. So it's like a... Loosely based, yeah, biopic. it's like a very loosely based biopic okay. from when I uh, did some research. I gathered that, but uh, let's see the guy's name. It's based on David Walsh, but he plays Kenny no. Wells in the movie. Okay, and uh, it's just it's about this guy, I guess, David Walsh, who was the um, at one point in the 70s, the largest gold miner uh, in the world and trader in stock of gold. Sounds like some McConaughey would play. Yeah, um, and the it's about the scam. It's almost in the vein of um, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, but not nearly as good, I would say. Uh, typical biopic tropes, like similar linear, kind of. Yeah, I like haven't seen the founder, r- but rise to rise. To it's fall. a rise and fall type of yeah. story where they have these like A list actors, quote unquote, who's playing somebody who had to shade. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I thought Shame. the film was okay. No, no, it's just the But way the thing you said is, it. here's the thing. Uh, I like biopics. One of my favorite movies of all time is a biopic, but yeah. a really good biopic at that, in my opinion. This movie's not nearly as good as uh, Beautiful Mind. That's what I was sure. referring to. Well, we know. <laughs> yeah, so this movie, it's one of those movies you'd watch with a girlfriend or something like that. I don't think you'd watch it by yourself. Wouldn't really recommend it to anybody. I liked it because I like I like stories like this, and I like uh, McConaughey. I like to just see him in different roles, and he's kind of one of those actors who's becoming diverse to me. I don't know. He doesn't play a lot of uh, roles he's there. where he's like just using his old ways of like acting. He's getting there. Yeah, you know what's funny though? Uh, he's in a movie about gold where he has a lust for gold, and he was in a movie called uh, Go- uh, Fool's Gold. Oh right. And this movie is basically, the goal is about fake gold, him mm-hmm. trading and selling fake gold. And that movie's called, in the, in the movie, in gold, they say it's fool's gold. And he was in a fucking movie called Fool's Gold, yeah. which was a romantic comedy with Kate Hudson, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. I also watched uh, another indie indie drama romance called Sweet Life. Do you guys know what this is? No. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Okay, so The Sweet Life, it was one of those movies that just went straight to, um, I think, Amazon or just Redbox or something like that. And it's a film with Chris Messina and what's the young lady's name? Abigail Spencer. Abigail Spencer. Uh, have you seen it? No. Uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't recommend this. It's one of those movies that would play well in the early 2000s that's something like um, Jason Biggs would be in, <laughs> or like um, um, Sean William Scott. But yeah, it's it's about these two people who have a plan. They just randomly meet one night in Chicago, and they both find out that they're depressed, and so they're like, we should drive to San Fran, jump off the San Francisco Bridge. And they go to San Fran. It becomes a road trip movie. They meet just the typical bag of characters, 
And the movie just dives into a typical way that you would assume. I'm going to spoil it. They didn't jump off the bridge. Why would they? That would be kind of cool, actually. I kind of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so they don't jump off the bridge. They totally bitched out. I was hoping they did. It would be kind of cool to show them falling and just cuts to black. I give this movie a two star. Right. What else the fuck did I watch? That's I mean, I'm waiting for you to talk about Gook. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I don't know how you find the time. It's crazy. How did uh, how did go Spencer look in the movie? She was okay. She kind of looked like Just a okay. crack whore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not a bad look. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I got Sweet Life, Gook. She is from Florida. Summer Hours. And Ingrid Goes West. Oh, so that's the stuff we're going to talk about. So, Gook. You know about Gook, right, Shomo? Uh, yeah. He gave it. us a really uh, in-depth review from last week. <laughs> and I saw it again with you for the Yeah, Q- so Q&A. we went to a Q&A. Uh, the director was there. What's his name? Justin Chun. Yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, pretty Asian guy. He, um, <laughs> You know what's funny? He's 36 years old. Yeah. I'm not sense. even joking. I thought I was like, wow, this guy's young. He's made a movie. Dude, you can't. You got to adjust everything and you know about Asian like people. he looks like he's ex- 21. Yeah, it's like, Asian I'm not even people. joking. Like, I was like, dude, this guy's like 20 years old. He made a fucking movie. Look him up. He's 36. Yeah. I mean, he said he was 11 during the Yeah. Riots. And I was like, well, when he said that, I was doing the math. I was like, holy shit, he's 26. And then yeah. I realized I can't do math. He's 36. <laughs> yeah. But, I, mean, yeah. I, I talked about Google, like the plot and everything last week, but I mean. Yeah. I, I don't There's, know. I, I went back, listened to it a bit. Um, I agree pretty much with everything you say. Um, I give this. What did you rate this movie? Four. I, I gave four. it a four on Letterboxd. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I enjoyed this movie. There's one thing I did not agree with you though. I'll say it. I, I think you talked about it at, after the show. No, that's compl- That's different. That's a personal, personal thing. Preference. I didn't like the ending of the movie. Okay. Because uh, I didn't think Don't it was, spoil it, but I'm not gonna spoil. It, but I didn't think the the way that the ending unfolded was as deserving as to how he told the story up until that point. Um, it seemed like almost someone like someone else directed that the ending, but or think, chose the ending. I, I think the say. performances towards the end were. F- oh yeah, amazing. everything up until what I'm referring to is amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh. So what, I just didn't like the sure? decision of the ending, I guess. But I didn't agree that you say this movie is a Terrence Malick. Um. I didn't mean story wise. I meant just how he likes his film shot. Okay, that's what I was getting to. I don't know. Terrence Malick, he uses very ultra-wide lenses and very up-close shots of people, and he just kind of flows with it with fly cam. Fly cam uh, I feel, like he, fly cam, I feel cam. like he uses a lot of shaky, too, though. No, yeah, shaky cam. A lot of people, shaky cam is like, almost like noon uh, yeah. thing now, even blockbusters. Well, this is this almost has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't really, like, you're not disagreeing No, no, I'm just, uh, from what I've, yeah. I heard last week, I'm trying to say, because I went back and listened to your I don't know, I just... The, because it, it reminded me, so American Honey reminds me of a Terrence Malick film, and this kind of reminded me at times of the cinematography wise of a Terrence mm-hmm. of American Honey. Uh, which, Terrence Malick, uh, his cinema, cinematographer, did um, American Honey, I believe. Really? Yeah, the one he always uses. Okay, well, well I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy off, but yeah. But I, uh, I really like Gook. I thought it was a very simple story. It it's, it it sets a very good uh, mood, especially for this side of a story that if, around the 92 riots. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unique. I've never seen something like this. And uh, I love movies that's like a passion project for a director, and he did a really good job explaining how he got this movie going. And it's, it sounds fucking hard. When my, when, yeah, when my girlfriend pitched this movie to me, I was I rolled my eyes. and Not to her face, but internally. I was like, all right, we got yeah. more racially charged bait, yeah. you know? But, it, but it's like, not, Like right? you said, like, the, the 92 riots, what, it was a black and white issue. Yeah. 
But there was so much going on besides that. And that's what this movie is showcasing. Basically, that's what it is. Um, I just like the the movie. Like I, I think I talked about a lot of the flaws it had last time. Yeah. Like uh, to show that he's true. He truly isn't a good but amateur filmmaker. Yeah. Um, however, I just like I put all those aside because of like the emotional like ride it takes you on. I think right. I think I laugh. I tear up. I I chuckle. I I feel like thrill like on the edge of my seat at times like yeah essentially this movie i think last week we had a single location topic essentially this movie is 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 that movie i almost talked i was i didn't want to be gimmicky and Mm -hmm. use that movie as my pick but yeah yeah and uh it's it's crazy because i believe this movie was made for next next to nothing and they do a really good job of making this movie look like it's 1992 the car, the clothing, the dialogue, the characters, the way people talk, everything's so real and grounded. It's pretty crazy that he did a good job. This is his first film too, right? He did like some like almost future, but I, it's almost like it doesn't count, but right. um yeah, pretty much his real his only like full hands-on mm-hmm. future film. But yeah, I don't know. I was I was pretty hooked from the first scene in this movie yeah, where I'm he's glad. buying the sneakers. I'm, I'm and glad I did you, like it. Uh, mhm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. The best part about this whole experience, though, is the question you asked was pretty funny. I don't think I mentioned <laughs> this to you. Yeah. But uh, it was it was pretty funny. Harvey, you should have been there. Why? <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, this, uh, this is my second time this. here. I was here earlier in the week. Good film. <laughs> big fan, by the way. Yeah, I heard it was awkward. <laughs> Dude, it, it was so awkward. My girlfriend had to pretend she was looking for something <laughs> oh, in her God. purse. What? And I was like, not that bad. Dude. You you had a slight tremble in your voice <laughs> because I was one nervous that I haven't heard in years. Did he stutter? He just started. He's like, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, so I basically, <laughs> I knew I knew that they were running out of time, and I kept getting nervous. Like, fuck, I want to ask a question. Yeah. And I just kept getting more nervous and nervous, and I finally just threw my hand up right when she was looking at me, and she yeah. and she picked me. I was like, oh fuck. You sound the way you were presenting the questions, almost like you were like a a white snobby aficionado. Ah, who, had, who went there just for that question? I, try, I tried. I tried my best. Yeah, to but not you know, sound you had like balls. That. I had questions, but uh, I didn't want to ask them. I didn't want to give him the glory that he deserved. I sure as hell tried not to sound like that, but I guess it happened anyway. The best part is the the slight monotone tremble in your voice, which is kind of weird. Well, I, saw, it, I caught it myself in the beginning. I corrected it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, I sound nervous right now." Okay. Anyways, last week is my second time. I don't do well in. Uh, I saw I saw Emily fiddling her purse. I was like, "What are you doing?" I don't know. I can't, nah, I can't look up right up. now. <laughs> oh, God, brutal. But he he told me I was very. Uh, what, what did he say? Per- perceptive. perceptive. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he was like, "You, why the fuck did you ask me to say?" <laughs> I thought my question was better than all the other ones. But anyways. Yeah. Everyone had technical questions like, you know, "How much does this cost?" Oh, speaking of that, real quick, I don't want to dive in any more of our time. But the guy who asked that cinematography question. Ran into him on the street, mm-hmm. exchanged contact info. He's like an actor and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna reply to his email after this. He seemed like a wacky dude. No, he's fine. He's cool. Right. He, he's he was in Transformers as like a, an actor, like a really? clown. The yeah. first one. Yeah, he was like the clown. Oh wow. Uh, um, but he, I looked at his reel and stuff. Right. We've been talking. Do you, do you think he actually got the info from um, Justin? Because Justin I was like, I'll give you his the cinematographer's uh, contact. Pro- probably not, because they left at the same time as us. Right. So. Hmm. Cool. But yeah, um, if you guys see Gook, if it, it's probably you're not going to see it in theaters most likely. But if it comes up on Amazon and Netflix, give it a shot. I enjoyed it a lot. Give it a four star. Um, yeah. What else do I have here to talk about? 
Um, probably, I think you read through them. I rewatched it. American Honey. Really? No, I didn't. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm fucking gullible. Yeah, I only watched it twice. But uh, yeah, that's all for me. You guys want to talk about anything else before I move on? Now let's jump into the uh, main review. All right. Sorry, I got nervous. My voice uh, a little bit. Do we have a clip? Yeah, we have a clip right here. Congratulations. LA is the best. I'm making a ton of new friends. Fuck you. Hi, I'm Taylor. Ingrid. Have we met before? No. So, Ingrid goes west. I'm going to read you the uh, plot here from IMDb. Trusty IMDb. Oh, do you guys find it interesting that before I get into it, IMDb rated this movie a 7.3 out of 10. It's pretty high. Yeah, that is really high. It's actually really high. It's crazy. Well, you don't think it's worth it? Out of 1,500, I mean, even some of the greatest movies don't have this high. But, but wait a sec. Uh, that's the user rating. What's the Metacritic? Where's There's a Metacritic? The Metacritic is way more important. Where's the Metacritic? Well, that's not going to be on IMDb. That's yes, it is. Where? On IMDb? The Metacritic scores on IMDb. I'll look for oh, it. You nice. read the synopsis. Okay. Ingrid Goes West, an unhitched social media stalker. 71. That's still high. That is pretty high. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. An unhinged social media stalker moves to L.A. and insinuates herself into the life of an Instagram star. Directed by Matt Spicer, written by David Branson, Smith, and Matt Spicer as well. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, I, I thought Matt Spicer was Trump's uh, press advisor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean, Sean, Sean Spicer. Spicer. <laughs> did, did he get fired? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He resigned, technically. My ass. Anyways, uh, it stars the beautiful and wonderful Aubrey Plaza and as Elizabeth Olsen and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Ice Cube Jr. Yeah, AKA. I was just about to say that. But uh, yeah, so there's also Wyatt Russell in it. Billy Magnuson. It does look a lot like his dad, that Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He looks exactly like his dot, his dad, and uh, the thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the time, because he always has that fucking beard. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So what you guys think? Ingrid goes west. So here's the thing: this movie came out exactly, almost exactly a month ago. We didn't have much to pick from last week. If you guys heard last week's episode, we kind of just scrounged up for a pick. But uh, we're a little bit removed from it. So is the audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if. Uh... If it's playing in theaters somewhere else and you're you're bored and you want to catch a comedy yeah. and you can, if we recommend it to you, go check it out. Yeah. But yeah, this could be a short review because me, me and Sean saw it last Monday. Not, no, not even last Monday. So. When was it? Last week, it was last week, but Monday. It's Tuesday now. Um, oh, Harvey, shoot. Harvey also is a pretty. He pretty, saw it yesterday, but he can't remember shit. I didn't shit. see it fucking yesterday. <laughs> when did you see it? I saw it over the weekend. Oh. Okay. All right. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, you go first. Yeah, let's, let's, never hear, go first. let's hear what you have to say, Harvey. Um, just, okay. okay, really quick. Oh, it doesn't say how much this movie was made for, but it made $2.3 million. That seems like a very low number. There's no way. 2.3? Yeah. Why not? People don't go to the movies anymore. That's a very low number. That is pretty low, actually. That's probably wrong. Um, unless it has a, I, don't, I doubt it has a very limited release, right? Um. It's on. It's been a wide release. Yeah, that's probably like the first week or some shit. Yeah. The first weekend. All right. Uh, so Ingrid goes west. It's a very dark comedy, and 
I can't really think of a, an actress more perfect to, to uh, play this role than Aubrey Plaza. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we start off seeing Aubrey Plaza. Um, yeah, this part's in the trailer where she goes to that wedding and she maces some random girl. I can't really remember her name or anything. Um, but, yeah, soon after that, she's committed to a uh, psychiatric hospital. <laughs> um yeah, she is a very emotionally disturbed girl. She takes a lot of stock in um in social media, which um I, I really like this movie first of all because it's like a, it's a very topical movie and it's it challenges uh social media and like the perceptions of social media versus reality, um which are things that I like to think about. But yeah, we see this very troubled young girl. She kind of becomes infatuated with a, a uh, not YouTube, but an Instagram, um, like influencer. Yeah, like a, yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, people, yeah, people yeah. look up to these these yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. She takes it a step further. Um, <laughs> the uh, title is Ingrid Goes West because she actually goes to California to kind of um, meet this person, meet this influencer, played by uh, what's her name. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Who was in our our um, movie last week. And so she kind of uh, transforms herself, too. Um, She transforms herself into using the money from her her mom's uh, death. Her mom dies. I don't think that's a spoiler because her mom's already dead. Towards the beginning, yeah. Mom's dead by the time the movie starts. She takes her inheritance and she uses that money essentially to transform herself into like the type of person really quick do you know how much the how much it was it was 50k right it was no, more no, no, it was no, more, more than, than it's like 63,000 yeah okay 60 she, she bought a home for that amount but um yeah it was like 63,000 still i'll get into it later yeah, so she yeah. takes that money and she uses it to transform herself into like the person that she believes that you that uh instagram influencer could accept like as a friend um it's a very dark story and it's a very disturbing story. I thought it um it was very uncomfortable for me to watch at multiple moments. I don't know if you guys like kind of felt that way, but I also appreciated that because it's not a rare, it's not a common that a movie can. Yeah, make I, I do enjoy that feeling. Yeah, it is an awkward feeling, but yeah. it's the kind of one that I like in movies. Yeah, she was uh she's in very she's very awkward and very um emotionally disturbed, and I definitely comes through and like how she sure and how she uh treats the people around her and how she like emulates this person that she does not know and how she yeah um yeah brings so much risk into her life to befriend this person that she doesn't know yeah yeah um i really liked this movie um i liked aubrey plaza's portrayal of this person quite a bit she is used to playing i think very awkward characters. Sure, this is nothing new uh, for her, I don't think. Yeah. This one, however, is a bit different because she is emotionally unstable and she's um not mentally well. And I think she did a pretty good job. I don't know I don't know how much effort was required of her to do that. Because this person is also like kind of lacking in um a personality. So she kinda like like supplements her Black with other people's yeah. social media, yeah. basically, and um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I really liked um, the what it has to say about social media, um, like the front that uh, people are mm-hmm. are 
putting on social media and um, using that to like represent their lives and stuff. Like even uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character is uh, guilty of that and um, how other people can see that and try to emulate it and believe that these people have uh, great lives and perfect lives. And um, yeah, you can, um, she like kind of gets like a social media following after a while, Aubrey Plaza's character. But the people that are following her, they don't know how, like, uh, disturbed this person is. They don't know, like, the issues in her life. And I think that's kind of, um, like, indicative of, of like, uh, things that can happen in real life. Oh, yeah, you for sure. You, know, you don't know what this person's life is really like. And she's, like, showing all, only the things that people want to see on social media. But inside, she's, I do like, that. You know, she's like an empty vessel and just a very <laughs> disturbed person. Um, so I like that aspect of it as well. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah. So okay. I think that's Shomo? it for me now. Uh, yeah, I agree with just about everything Harvey said except one thing. But I will say, like the it, it's mostly focused around Instagram. When you uh, so when we say social media, it's really heavily the. I think Instagram has brought a new culture to social media. Uh, first of all, in the Facebook days before Instagram, you chances are you weren't really following people as closely as you were like celebrities or personalities or influencers as much as you are on Instagram. Instagram is more like communal. Um, so I like that aspect. It's the first move. I mean, we've seen, you know, movies like with like Facebook as a plot device. Right. But this is like the first one I think with like really centered around Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that aspect of it. I'm, I'm on the gram quite a bit myself. I follow a lot of people, a lot of influencers uh, there's one problem with me. It's not with the movie. It's with me. Um, I'm a lonely loser. And uh, there were times where I'm supposed to be disturbed by how creepy uh, Aubrey Plaza's character is, Ingrid. Um, but like at the same time, I'm like, I find her attractive and I, I support her. <laughs> um, I have fantasized about someone I look up to on Instagram like in New York on their story, like ch- like live at some place, and I fantasize about like being able to find them at that place. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, he's, he was here five minutes ago. <laughs> this, no, I've never actually went through with this, but um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe if I was single, maybe I would um uh, find some hot uh Instagram model in New York and stalker. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I can't say those thoughts don't exist in my head. So there, are, I think some people are going to relate more to her character than others. I mean, I think there are times in the movie where you root for her. Um, there's specific. There's a specific time where I where I'm confused. I won't like spoil anything, but there's a a, a, a something gets revealed in the movie, and I think I'm not sure if the writer's intentions were to make you like take her side or the other person's side I, I almost take her side most of the time in this movie which is weird and I think I'm supposed to be creeped out and feel awkward by her but I don't uh, so maybe that's good filmmaking or maybe I'm a creep but um, I really like the satire of Elizabeth Olsen her character as well her, her character is like this satirical version of like um girls on Instagram like fashionistas like who are really into like uh fashion curators and yeah like they 
you know, they take pictures of certain stuff. And I've seen like real documentaries on Instagram girls and like how involved their lives are. Like, like how they go out to lunch and like how they take the picture. Like they don't just take mm-hmm. a picture. And you're really into Instagram girls, right? They don't just. Take <laughs> yeah. I, I just I follow a lot of people on Instagram in general. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on there a lot, whether it be like other filmmakers or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or are you saying they don't just take a picture? Yeah, they everything they do is involved. Like they first of all they they have like a someone follow them around with a camera and when they do take a photo a lot of times they'll take it low um, because they don't want to look short on camera when they uh they they use like techniques to take photos of their food and stuff and like it's it's actually kind of gross this is all on youtube you can mm-hmm. check it out i don't remember what i watched but um it, it's yeah it's just like it's like this culture where we we have to project this like it's it's real, real it's real but it's but it's 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 real but it's also fake at the same yeah. time like like if you're putting that much effort into taking a picture of your food um i mean it's not like you just the food came to the table and you snapped a pic that that would be natural but that's not what you did so right and this movie's like that a lot um mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of like quirky stuff and like i i really like like uh Elizabeth Olsen's character played by Wyatt Russell, he does art. And his art cracked me up quite a bit. Um Squad Goals. Yeah, he just takes uh <laughs> He just takes like these nice photos and like puts hashtags over them. Just 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 that's it. And there's like a picture of a he herd of horses. And he just calls himself an artist. Yeah, and there's a picture of like horses. Uh, and there's just giant letters on front on the front of it. Hashtag squad goals. Um a lot of good humor in this. I think it's a, a solid dark comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to say. I mean, as far as like the money goes, I kept getting stressed out about um, like her spending it. I was like, fuck, are it's you so sure you still cheap. have, yeah. are you sure you still have money left? Like you keep like, it's that part I did not relate to her with. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm like, I have anxiety attacks when it comes to money. Right. Um, other than that, I really enjoyed it. There's a we didn't bring up um, O'Shea uh, Junior. He uh, Ice Cube's son. He plays kind Ice of her. Chip. Yeah, he he uh, plays her landlord slash friend slash whatever. I won't really talk too much about, but I actually really enjoy him in this. I mean, I think he's got a career in acting. Like, I think his performance is pretty good in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's like worked with a coach or anything because. Um... Yeah, I'm not, I didn't like read a lot about his uh, preparation for um, Straight Out of Compton, but he seems pretty fucking natural. Um, like he's yeah, very fucking he, charismatic yeah. and just he must like. Yeah. Just have I mean, paid Ice attention. Cube was pretty natural too in acting and writing That's and true. directing. So yeah, I think I maybe know. he probably just chip off the old yeah. ice ice block. Ice block. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. But yeah, um, jumping over to me, I'm I'm pretty much on board with you guys. I thought this movie's pretty uh, solid. It's pretty hilarious. There's a lot of scenes that I can pinpoint and say that I really enjoyed and I actually laughed out loud to. It's a very unique character study. I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this that took on a film about social media and the way that it it presented it. Like this character, Audrey Paz's character. Uh, and also, I I have to say, I was very surprised at uh, her performance because up until this point, I thought she was a one-trick pony. I also always thought she acted the same way in every fucking movie I saw her in ever since Parks and Rec. But I was always a fan of her. I thought she was cool. She seemed pretty natural. She was pretty cute. 
And she reminds me of a lot of uh, women uh, in general. That's not sexist. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I was going somewhere what with that, that but I was like, wait. I'll get I, think, pretty... I think what you're trying to say is like usually she plays like sassy. No, I was getting really personal, but yeah, I know yeah. what you were trying to recover. But she, she usually she... plays like really sassy, like um, like doesn't really care. Yeah, whereas yeah, yeah, this yeah. one, she shows that she really cares. And yeah, she's actually yeah pretty, that's what I meant. Yeah. But um, yeah, she shows some emotion in this, which yeah. I thought uh, the film does a really, yeah. really good job at painting a portrait of like social media fame culture and how gross that world is. In my that's opinion, what, what I think said. it's kind of gross. You think it's gross too? Yeah, I yeah. indulge in it, but I, but I already said it. I thought it was mm-hmm. gross. Yeah, and it's kind of like a behind the scenes look at these people's lives. And uh, I mean, this is only one particular character that that's that's in the movie, which is uh, played by Elizabeth Olsen. But I feel like that's a very realistic portrayal. What do you guys think? Yeah, I loved it. I thought, I thought so. it was it was pretty hilarious. Sure. How I mean, I said it was satire when, it, but it was yeah. so satire. So, but it was real. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I like the way. I mean, the film's not unique in the way that it's shot, but I like the way that the colors look. I like the way they they made uh, California look in general. And I did have the same concerns you guys you guys as the money. I was like, is she running out with money? Because she seems like she spent a fucking ton of money. Yeah, I, I, I should. Like, wasn't the, the rent for head. that apartment from um, Ice Cube's son like three grand a month? Yeah, it was like twenty nine hundred. Uh, and she paid like three times that or something like that to move in. Yeah. And then she was there for like what a month, and then she paid to fix his car. And then she bought some other shit, like a bunch of clothes. Expensive shit. Yeah, she's yeah. like buying expensive shit too. Um, yeah, it's kind of fit in with the Elizabeth. I mean, if, it, if that if her money goes as fast as mine, right. um, she should have been broke. But I don't know. Maybe uh, it's comedy at yeah. the end of the day. It's not that serious of a movie, but it does have because some Because I serious... guess we're all so worried about money. They were like, holy shit, what would I, what would I do? I wouldn't fucking stalk somebody with the 63, 63 uh, grand. I'd bury it. You bury it? Yeah. Okay. I'd find it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you go back to Florida to bury it. It gets washed up by Under the oak tree. Yeah. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I do have some complaints with the ending, uh, which kind of di- kind of turns away a bit. A star or so for me. I saw Harvey get rated already. Yeah, oh, I did. I saw you rated it. I saw you rated it too, you jerk. Yeah. I but uh yeah i have some problems with the ending uh or not i wouldn't say just the ending i would say the climax of the story uh i didn't like the climax i thought it was very strange like there's a there's a shift in the story that's so sudden and unoriginal i thought and the way it unfolds and plays out was kind of strange to me i do like the very very last like five minutes of the movie but everything before that was kind of weird for me it, it derails a little bit to where, like, I think I, I did lose a little entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the, the more, like, lighthearted, funny moments in the first two halves, I guess. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think I'm on the opposite. Uh, end like, of the, you like yeah. the third act? Yeah. The, I like, the derailment? Yeah, I like how dark it gets, and I like um, how, like, her uh, emotional issues, like, really come out and, like, mm-hmm. what she's willing to do to... Um, like maintain the friendship and yeah, I guess more of my issue comes with not just her, not really her character, but everybody else and the way they handle the situation. There's a weird part that I'm confused at in the with one of the character, probably um, White, what's his name, White Russell? His character? Yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah, White Russell. There's a there's a there's a shift there in his character that's weird in the end that I didn't quite understand. I think I understood the shift, but they don't hold it up. 
Yeah. They like they brush it off like it never happened. I mean, I know what you guys are talking about, but I feel like at the end of the day, like he's still her husband. Like they still have like a real relationship. Like you're still looking at, you're looking at it from like the perspective of Aubrey sure. Plaza's character. I understand, but the way the level to where he takes it's kind of strange to me. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I yeah. like the movie. I was disappointed with the ending, but that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Um. All right. I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much all, you know, this is just a solid little comedy. Mm-hmm. I, that's really all I can say about it. Um, emotionally, it didn't like you know take me for a ride. I just laughed a lot and thought it was interesting. Um, like the ending and stuff was was I liked the ending, but it wasn't like you know it was cute. Yeah. Maybe that's just me being like. Insensitive. You thought the ending was cute? Uh, yeah, sure. It's it's a little cute. Um, I, I don't want to say why, obviously, because I don't spoil the end. But uh, yeah, I would give it a three and a half as well. And I I think we're probably across the Sean board. I said three. Here. I said three. Oh, they said three. Yeah, I said three. Uh, and a half. No, uh, I said oh. Harvey gave it. A, oh, I didn't say Harvey scored. But. Whoops. <laughs> I give it a three and a half. Okay. It, it's I if it comes on Netflix, I think it's worth a watch it's definitely higher up in the comedies this year mm-hmm. the higher scale Harvey? of comedies um yeah as i think i guess Shomo revealed i gave it a three and a half um <laughs> yeah i really like dark comedies um I, I don't think i've seen like a good one in quite a while like a new release so i really enjoyed this one i also enjoyed like the topical nature of it i like that it was about social media and I like that it shows like the negative and the, yeah, like the aspects of social media that people don't really talk about. Um, like the, the, um, like the fame aspects that, um, and people looking up to these, uh, influencers and, uh, famous IG people and shit, but the, also like the negative sides of those things. Um, so yeah, I really like this movie, and I like the what it was about and what it meant, and I like the it's kind of an interesting character study too. We haven't, I think Sean mentioned that we haven't really seen anything like this uh, recently or at all, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a scene where she like um, it, it's very real the way it, it does this like social media show. There's a scene where she refreshes to see if she has any new notifications, and she doesn't. Yeah. Realist, like, cause I feel like the the social media shit we've been getting lately is like, B horror, like unfriended or some shit. Like, yeah. this is actually a real movie. Like unfriended? A real did you see it? No, it's really good. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Well, but like I said, it, I feel like um, most of the social media stuff we've been getting is mostly like uh, horror type stuff. Yeah. But. Have you seen Unfriended? Yeah, I did. I like. I've never seen a movie done like that where they just told everything through a screen. Yeah. It's pretty cool. This was like. Yeah, that's why I really like this. This shows um, a pretty like satirical, but also really a really realistic like uh, effect that social media has like on the like on human behavior and the psyche. And I I really like that about it. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, three pretty middle of the road, good film. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, we can move on. Do you guys know if, uh, if Steve saw it wherever he is? I don't know. I, don't think, I, I think he did see it. I don't think he did. Really? I don't think oh he my did. God. I thought he said he saw it. I don't know. Huh. Because I'm curious. 
Because as, as of Saturday night, he had not seen it. And then that morning, he was really... Oh, yeah, that's right. He went missing that, that day. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he we went, never saw him again. Maybe he went to go angry, go west somebody. Maybe. That could be what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I, remember, could, I remember after me and Shomo saw we were like, dude, we should angry, go west someone. <laughs> yeah. And then we thought we should angry, go west Matt and Kim because they live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool to be in their lives for a week all or you so. have, Yeah, all you have to do is plan it out like a heist almost. Yeah. I knew a girl that was their uh, neighbor when they first uh, lived in New York when they f- were doing their first album. Like right next door. She lived next door to them. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, we got to pick a movie. What do you guys want to watch? So the, really, there's only one movie coming out. And I think we sh- we have to watch it. So here's the thing. Um, Steve, wherever he is. If he comes back next week. Uh, from what he told us, he does not want to see this movie that we're probably going to watch. Because he has a phobia of clowns. Like a serious, yeah. serious phobia. He yeah. said when he saw the trailer, I don't know if this is bad naming him, but the people know this? Have you have you talked about this before? I don't know. I feel like we talked about this on the other podcast. It'll be Perhaps. fine. Yeah. But, he's uh, not going to unfriend us. But anyways, yeah. So I don't know if he's going to see it or not, but we might see. Or I guess we're going with it. I, I can't imagine a scenario where we wouldn't see the movie It. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some other stuff here. Uh, mm. Looks like a lot of either independent stuff or foreign stuff that we might not be able to even see. Anyways, there's lipstick under my burka. Mm-hmm. Lipstick know. under my burka. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. Love you to the stars and back. Uh, man in red bandana. I like that title actually. Now that I think about it more. Memoir. That sounds like a like a punchline. I was talking about lipstick under my burka. That's what I was talking about. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Memoir of a Murder, Poster Boys, Rebel in the Rye, and Rememory comes to theaters. Uh, it's a wide release, and I reviewed that last week, actually. Didn't you shit on Rememory? It was, I did shit on it. Um, School Life, Soy, Nero, The Good Catholic. And, uh, I'm voting for It. That's pretty much it, guys. Yeah, I'm going with it as well. You sure? Uh, yeah. You think we should text Steve and see fine. if he'll respond to where he is? Stop being a fucking yeah. dramatic little pansy. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Steve's in the upside down. Maybe he should just watch it with all of us. We should do a group. Yeah, we hold his hand or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, it it is. We're going to have to watch it on um, Friday. It is. It's not one of those movies we can just go with your movie pass and watch. Um, I, I definitely can. I you can think see. so? Because you got to check in like a couple of, like feet away from the theater, right? I think it's a gonna couple sell of feet. Uh, no, I can go see it. Uh, on can you check in from, to a movie from your apartment? To like no, I haven't tried it yet. But if I, I think there's a an app that can trick your phone's GPS system. So I'm gonna work on that. Oh, um, however, I might see it like Sunday morning. So I'm off. I think. All right, cool. So we're gonna watch it. Uh, it's gonna be a big release. I believe it is a wide release. It looks interesting. Um, maybe uh, I might rewatch the first one. It's been a while. I haven't seen that one since I was like twelve or some shit like that. But who who's doing this one? Hold on, give me a second. I'm curious here. Who's yeah. directing it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. You guys know? I forgot. No. I feel like I read this, but just is it the uh, director of Light Up? Is it? I'm not sure. It could be. Sounds familiar. Let's see. Let's see. What do you say, Shomo? Or maybe he directed no something. No, he directed uh, Annabelle. So yeah. it's not him. It's somebody else. 
Hmm. Kerry Fuganaga. I feel like I heard it was him. Or is he a DP on it? Oh, Martin Scorsese. No, I'm just kidding. Andres Moschetti, who did Mama. Hmm. Have you guys seen Mama? No. Yeah, I did see Mama. It's the, the movie that, um, what's his name, Guillermo del Toro produced. Hmm. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it is. Let's move on. You guys want to talk to topic? So we so we got a topic coming yeah. at you. What uh you you want to explain it, Harvey, or would you like me to try my best? Sure. What is it? What are we talking about here? Since we talked about Ingrid Goes West, which is about social media, I thought it'd be cool if we talked about some maybe classic films. It doesn't have to be a classic film, just a film that was uh created pre the social media era. And we can kind of talk about how we think the social media would affect the plots of these movies. It would, whether it would or ruin, service it in a way, right? Or service, yeah, the characters in their um their main their main conflict. Um, sure. If it, how it would wrap it up very quickly, or it would ruin the plot of yeah, the, like the, the movies. plot wouldn't function. Yeah. All right, it makes sense. Okay, cool. So Harvey, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wait a second. I don't want him to go first. Okay. Show me. You go no, first. I'm going to go first. Oh, it's a scary. It's. I thought. Okay. Go. I'm curious. All right. Um. What What did you pick? My first pick. Oh, you got two. Well, no, don't pick two because we're fucking scrounging the the barrel here. <laughs> you can't pick two because you might pick Actually, one. Actually, I do have two picks. I've won, and it's a very. We always do two picks. We always do a. Yeah, but this one's so difficult backup. that I just know I can come up with a backup. Okay. Well. Oh fuck! It's mine, isn't it? It's Memento. Oh, it's not it mine. should not be yours, actually. Memento. Yeah, it's that's Memento. so funny. I rewatched this movie two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it holds up in a way. In a way. Yeah. Well, if uh, social media were involved, it would not hold up at all. Okay. Um. <laughs> Leonard. Explain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leonard, uh, Guy Pierce's character. Oh, he, I, see, I see where you're getting at this. He yeah. could have, uh, he could have taken uh, Instagram photos. He could have taken Instagram photos. He could have used Facebook to track his uh, movements. Like use uh, the memories. If he were active, day, if he were picture. active, yeah, if he were active on any social media platform, he would, uh, he would have a clear um, and distinct timeline of everything he's done. He wouldn't be confused about his life. He would have uh, a purpose, and uh, I think the the main plot would be solved within so very quickly. I'm I'm very far removed from this movie. I don't remember the details. Why again couldn't he just write so the shit down? Apparently something happened where he couldn't write stuff down, right? Well there's he couldn't that, remember. He couldn't remember. But also But how come he remembered to, to tattoo himself? There's a I spoiler can't. in the movie that yeah. kind of reveals everything. Also, there's a cut of the movie that is played in reverse it's told the story in reverse. Right, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, so you want to... That's a good pick. Yeah, I think that one kind of explains itself. I'm going to go ahead and say my second pick, because I don't think... No. I don't think you guys would pick this, right. to be honest. It's uh, it's Home Alone. It's Home, it's home Alone. I guess it could work for either one of them, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2, Lost in New York City. Um. Yeah. Kevin's parents, Kevin McAllister. Callister's parents, I think that was his name. Sure. Um, they weren't for some reason. Even when I'm thinking back on it, like how the fuck weren't they supposed to be able to get like in touch with him in the first place? Because they yeah. had phones back then, they could have just called the house. But 
Either way, Kevin would definitely have fucking Facebook and Instagram. They could just hit him up on Facebook or Instagram yeah, and good. be like, yo, what's up? Are you home alone? Then he'd be like, yeah. Or, you know, you know his parents would probably be like uh, Facebook friends with uh, neighbors and shit like that. They could easily contact them. There's just so many methods of communication through. Yeah, I don't remember the movie enough to know why. You don't why remember they... Home Alone? Yeah, he was home I mean, alone. I, I've seen it, but like, why didn't they call the neighbors? They did. Well, didn't they? Oh, no. The neighbor came over, the creepy guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember. Well, that was a creepy guy with a shovel. I don't think they called him. I don't think they tried. Thinking back on it, they didn't call anybody. Well, <laughs> they, they couldn't. <laughs> remember, they were also stranded themselves. They were. Oh, God, they that were makes a, sense. They were not stranded. They were like at a police station. And, yeah, and um, she, the mother, she, she couldn't get back home herself. Well, yeah, so but she they, had to, like, police stations have phones. Yeah, they didn't contact anybody really. Mm-hmm. They only contacted the police, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe the police like went by and like no one was home or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Some yeah. silly gimmick, yeah. I think. Joe Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> through not not only social media but just through technology. technology yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he would. Kevin would have had a phone. A text. Yeah, Kevin I, feel like, phone. I feel like my pick is very similar. Okay, what's yours? So, I mentioned it almost picking him, like one of our topics in the last couple of weeks. Can't remember which one. Was it Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Um, I was I was thinking someone was going to pick explain. this. Explain. Because he does all this extravagant shit, and some of it I feel like would have went viral on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, oh, that's a good pick. I didn't think about it in those like, terms. At the end, I'm a spoiler alert. He never gets caught. Um, but uh, wow, wow. he uh, he, someone would have saw him. You know, he would have been in contact with. I just think he would have got caught. That's really where my pick comes down to. Um, I I think uh, yeah, when he's singing the twist and shout. There's no way a um a high schooler wouldn't have been able to like snap that entire picture and shit either and put it on his Instagram story. He definitely would have been taken. Selfie videos and shit. Well, who like knows? He could have been tagged in something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I saw Ferris today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have to rewatch that movie. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. His cover definitely would have been blown, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's my pick. You don't have anything else, right? <laughs> Dude, barely came up with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, my picks are, well, I have one main pick, but uh, mine's kind of out of left field here. My uh, pick is Into the Wild. And uh, I feel like if this guy had like a phone or Twitter, or Facebook, wait or a sec, he would WhatsApp. But he would he wouldn't even if that did exist, he would have not. You don't think part. he would have had service? No, he wouldn't have wanted to do it. He well, burned he, his money. Why would he, he use a phone? Well, Twitter? towards the end of the movie, he or his life, he wanted help. Oh, but he's you don't have service out there. Okay. You don't think so? <laughs> I think he would. No. Re- re- remember that the story goes that he was only a couple miles away from a town. No, he was a couple miles away from a cabins or something. A, no, a, a bridge that a suspension oh. bridge that crosses the river that he couldn't cross. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm almost certain. Okay, well, have I have a, I have there. another pick. All right, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> the fir- the very first one. Like 1960s. Yeah, 19 what 68 or whatever it is. Oh, uh, I feel like if this guy had social media, he would have landed on this quote unquote foreign planet. And know that he was on there either. No, he, well, he's on Earth. He would have known <laughs> that he was on Earth because <laughs> that's a spoiler at the end of the movie. Yeah. He, uh, so that's my pick. I feel like he could have connected the. First of all, I'm like, okay, I have Wi-Fi. You don't think the towers <laughs> would be down? No, I don't think. I think things would have been functioning. Even right, if I'll the give towers you were down. 
I, I think, think so. The, I, uh, the satellites would still be orbiting, and that yeah. could give them GPS. I don't think the apes shot the satellites. Out I think of the sky. he could have logged on to anything and be like, okay, wait, this is Earth. All right, yeah. I'll give you that one. I guess. <laughs> I'm still going. My main pick is into the wild. Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel you, but I feel like he was so anti-society, he would have, like, shunned it. Well, and, well, maybe that's where I was going with that, that if he wasn't anti-society in the new world, he would have embraced social media culture. This was 1992. I feel like he would have hated it even more. Maybe. Society's worse than it was then. Well, that's the that's the topic, right? If social media was in his life. I guess. Might, be, might be different. I don't, I don't know if it would change, though. Because he burned his money. Dude was wild. Yeah, but definitely Planet of the Apes, if that guy had a phone or social media. <laughs> I'm just trying to, it's funny. It's just a funny Because I'm just thinking of like the twist and him revealing that he's been on Earth the whole time. No! Like how how could he have not known he was on Earth if he had like social media? That would have been my first guess. Yeah, right? But yeah, that's about my pick. All right, fun little topic. What do you think Steve would have picked? Um, Something bad and probably... Like rush hour. Rush hour, yeah. How would that, that social media help rush hour? <laughs> if, the, if Jackie Chan had... That's so funny because I went to Letterboxd today and I saw usually Steve Hart's movies that he wants to talk about on the podcast and he hired a police story. Really? So I think story. that he... Yeah. So what he's the fuck for him is Jackie Chan kick? Yeah, he's on a kick. Let him be on a kick. Yeah. But anyways, you guys want to move on here? Yeah, we're going to play late. the game. Uh, Steve is uh, excluded from this game, I guess. I don't think he should be. I think the winner of this game, I think there should be no losers here tonight. I think the loser should be Steve. No, nah, I'd rather play. We should fight over who gets to assign Steve a movie. Really? Nah, I want to play. I, wanna, I actually want to lose. Really? Okay. All right, where's the dice? All right, so I'm going to go first. So if you guys have never listened to us, this is the game where we roll the dice. The highest roller gets to assign a movie to the lowest roller on the 12-sided die. I'm going to roll. I lost last week. Oh. A 12. Got a 12. Uh, full All sure. right. Guess I'll pull up a list here. <laughs> All right. I'm going next. I'm, I'm known for not doing good rolls, but flops. Four. Ooh, four. Not that, looking good for Shomo. Yeah, but Harvey does have uh, Harvey. the luck of the Logan brothers. So. Yeah. Ooh, oh, six. Right, looks, like, six. looks like I, I uh, am solidified in the loser slot. Okay. All right. So here's the thing with my pick. My pick is a two-parter, but it, there's some cuts <sighs> of the movie where they put them together. And it's kind of like... Is, this it's, is a real it's, gimmick. It's like Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. It's like Che 1 and 2. And it's a French film. And it stars one of my favorite actors of all time, Vincent Cassell. And the movie's Mezzarine. I do like Vince Cassell. Yeah. Uh, I have not. Do you remember seen me these. talking about this movie years ago? No. There's a thing that I sent you guys where in the first part, in the first part, there's a scene when he gets in a fight with his wife. He pulls a gun to her and he wants to go out with his friends, and she makes a big deal about it. He's like, "Between you and I, it's oh, always my friends." Yes, I, I remember friends. this is like a clip or something. Yeah, yeah and I sent yeah. it to you guys in a group chat. Okay, so this is a two-parter. It, it's a two-parter, right. but here's it: you have the option just to watch part one. But I feel like you have to watch part two to complete. The uh, you movie. know what? I I'm I've vowed to myself to to take more of a pick to the you know ice block. Mm-hmm. That's a throwback to cinema, right? Um, I I want to start seeing more movies, and and I'll accept your challenge. Okay, so, I will yeah, see both of these fucking parts. It's let's see a total time. We're Mez- here. Mezzarine? Yeah. 
So the first one is called Mezzarine. Uh, English title is Public Enemy Number Two or Number One, and Public Enemy Number One Part Two, but in French is Mezzarine. And the in total it is two hundred forty six minutes. Oh, that's, and you that's... don't really have much of a life, so I feel like you can do this, right? Um. Yeah, I have a hard time watching movies at home, but yeah, I'll do it. So Vincent Cassell, this movie got a lot of awards when it first came out. He won Best Actor at the Tokyo International Film Festival. Vincent Cassell actually came up a lot when uh, we did the Goo Q and A. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot Lying. what they talked. Lahane, yeah, Lying. that was a good movie. Um, I would probably make. I think me that movie's on uh, Netflix, by the way. Yeah, it's good. But uh, yeah, Mezzarine. It's one of my favorite foreign films of all time. It's Let me ask film. something. Yeah. Out of all, all of our like co-hosts here, including yourself, mm-hmm. uh, do you think you would have got some some backlash for doing this if, if somebody else lost? I don't think so. Am I, am I being a real trooper here or what? No, this is not a punishment. No, I know. I mean, Harvey, honestly, what would you do? If oh, you, you mean the two-parter? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Harvey, he has, he a, he has a big social some, life. There, so. would be, there would be some serious, yeah. serious backlash if it was Harvey, right? But I just want you to know. When, Are you trying yeah. to make... Are you trying to like build yourself up to be like this? Uh, I, I just want you guys the to know. most committed podcaster. Yeah. I want you guys to know how how much you should appreciate me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all right. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I'm a failure and I don't see a lot of movies. Right. Okay. Well, this is one of those movies I think everybody should see. Um, it's really good. Misery. Yeah, Vincent Cassel. He's so I do love fucking him. good. I, I just face. I just want to punch it, but I love it. Yeah, he's great. He was great. He's some promises. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it for me. All yeah. right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? What's coming up this week? No, we just got some it review. I'm very excited. If if Steve actually does respond to our missing persons report and uh, he does come back to the podcast, I'm very excited to see his reaction when he finds out that he has to watch it, a movie about killer clowns, and he 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 does not like the clowns. I'm actually very excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited about it too. I mean, it, the cinematography and like the the style and the colors of it look like a horror movie. I would actually watch, and I don't like horror. Yeah, let me just take a quick gander here. See I what like earlier the, views uh, are. Chill, don't do that. I like the um, like the narration over the beginning of the trailer. Where yeah. Talking about like kids and shit, like when you're a kid. But um. When you're a kid. Yeah. You gotta be strong. <laughs> also, like how they took like the uh, not yet rated. You'll float too, uh, soundbite, and they like put it through the rest of the trailer. It's kind of creepy. Oh, like, the like, the score in the trailer is very creepy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I, can't even I like mimic I it. like the design of it, or Pennywise. Yeah. Looks good. What's uh? What I'm going in with an open mind. Maybe I'll rewatch the first one. Or it could suck. We'll see. It could suck balls actually. I mean, I think there's a better chance of it sucking. Yeah, I've always. That's when it comes to these movies. Yeah. Probably movies in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all movies suck. Bill Skarsgård, man, he sure. plays Pennywise. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking about him a lot. Bill <laughs> Skarsgård? Yeah. Mostly yeah, about He was in it. Victoria, Atomic Blonde. True, true. What else did we see him in? I think that's uh-huh. it. Okay, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, that's it for me, guys. Yeah, thanks for uh, for listening. Check us out on our various social media. And don't forget to head over to dotherightfilm.com. If you have a topic suggestion or even movie suggestions, we, we may consider those, too. Yeah. Um, if, you, uh, if you think one of us is incompetent and needs to see a certain movie, 
Right. Maybe maybe uh, we'll do uh, a game where the listeners can can punish, but we'll see. Yeah. So you know, download the podcast. I know it's hurricane season, so people in the south. Yeah, get them, good get luck. them downloaded now. If for... power goes out, you can if you download, it, you can listen to this in the dark. Yeah. Maybe make sure you have one of those handheld like wind up phone chargers. I've mm-hmm. heard that my voice is uh, soothing. So yeah, with the wind in the background. Yeah. What is it, 175 miles per hour? Yeah, it's like 175. Jesus Christ. It won't be that when it gets to four. It'll be like 130. Everyone says yeah. that. I don't know, man. They, they say that. The fucking meteorologists say that. It says there's going to be a cat four by the time it hits the Bahamas. Okay. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, be sure to rate us, too. Yeah. Rate us as people or individually? No, no. If you do really get like this a, far in the podcast, oh, you mean iTunes. Yeah, yeah, get get us a review on on iTunes. We we definitely need to look in to get some more of those. Yeah, that helps us. iTunes is important with the metrics over there for some reason. So yeah, give us a rating. But uh, until next time, I suppose. Yep. Little. Catchphrase. Yeah.